one of your hosts, Riley. And I'm Kay Wilsey. And today we're going to be talking about the hidden symbols in plain sight that everyone most likely has seen, but nobody knows what they really are. And the first thing that I feel like everybody has probably seen in the Peace Lab movement is the peace sign. So, in the peace sign, the iconic peace sign that we all see. Everyone thinks, oh, the peace sign, peace and love, and they all wear the peace sign. But they're wearing it the wrong way. So, it actually is supposed to be flipped upside down. It originally um, stood for N and D for nuclear disarmament. That's what the... Peace movement started. Yeah, the, the lines within the peace sign, that's what they stand for. But it actually is a death rune. So the ancient Nordic runes, when you flip them or when you invert them, it also inverts the meaning. So the peace sign that you see, if you take away the circle around it, it's a death rune, an ancient Nordic death rune. So it's... If you invert it, then it means life, which it originally is life, but they inverted the rune, and it means death. And then when you encircle something, encircle one of the runes, it means it's absolute. So the peace sign that you see every day actually means absolute death. And everyone thinks it means peace and love and... That's why it's like... Good and joy. People have good intentions when they have the peace sign, obviously, but every time I see it now, I like cringe because Mm -hmm. I'm like you don't even realize that it actually means absolute death. Like, And the one article that I read about it, which like detailed uh, all the things that we just went over about it, at the end of the article, the guy's just like, oh, but like this is just what I found. I'm sure they didn't do this on purpose or anything. Like, well, I'm sure this was just a complete coincidence that they did it like that. I'm sure it's not on purpose. Like I said, the N and D stood for nuclear disarmament, so it wasn't on purpose, but that's actually what it means so it's like once you see it you just can't go back but if you think about the the international global cult that controls everything they are obsessed with inverting stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't think it's coincidence i think they deliberately did it well i mean i feel like everybody that uses it you know like well yeah people that wear it and stuff because i used to think it meant peace who was it john lennon that did it with uh the wars over and stuff yeah like people unknowingly do it like it's not deliberate Mm -hmm. it's just crazy because you never really think about it it's just like oh that's the peace sign and then you actually go into detail about where it originated and it's like what the hell once you once you know you just can't unsee it that's why in some of our merchandise and stuff we have the upside down peace sign and i feel like upside down but it's actually well yeah yeah but I feel like a lot of people will look at it and be like, oh, they're they're devil worshippers. Yeah, and they're inverting they're, it. Yeah, but it's actually the right way. It's inverted already. We're just putting it the correct right, way. Right, yeah. And another, so we're going to go into the next symbol here, which I'm sure, well, I know everyone has seen before if you live in the United States, the dollar bill. And I'm sure everyone's heard about this already, but we're just going to go into it. The reverse side of the dollar bill has... A pyramid on it with the all-seeing eye at the top, which is a common symbol of Freemasonry, and just the the Illuminati and the global cult that controls everything. And at the bottom of the pyramid, the Roman numerals are 1776, which is like the 
year of independence, declaration of independence, it's like Americans are like, yeah, 1776. But also, seventeen what happened in seventeen seventy six was free or the Illuminati was formed. Oh really? May first, seventeen seventy six. Adam uh, Weishaupt formed the Order of the Illuminati. So it's like you could say that it means like American seventeen seventy six, but I don't think it's coincidence that at the bottom of the pyramid it's seventeen seventy six, and then at the top it's the All Seeing Eye. And then all around it, what does it say? And then it says uh, on the eagle side, it says e pluribus unum, which means out of many, one, out of many countries, one world government. And then novus ordo seclorum around the, the pyramid, which means new order of the ages or new secular order. I found a bunch of different translations, but it basically means new world order. So they came or they established the Illuminati in 1776 and then which the intentions of the Illuminati were to have eliminate all national boundaries. Right. So I'm pretty sure 1776 on that means Illuminati. Yeah. Illuminati. But a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, it's it's United States or independence and stuff. But no, it's actually the Illuminati. Yeah. And. That the Great Seal, as it's called, was put on the started being minted on the dollar bills, I think in 1936, which is like the Great Depression era, which the Great Depression was all by design. So I don't think it's coincidence. They collapse the economy, and then it's like, hey, we're giving you this dollar bill now that has like our intentions on it with the one world government, right? Which was right before World War II, which is like the ma- major turning point with the one world government with the establishment of the United Nations and stuff. And speaking of that, the all-seeing eye and just uh, how they're all interconnected, the way that all these leaders all across national boundaries and stuff show their allegiance. And their loyalty to the n- the new world order. They have like um, secret hand yeah. symbols that they do out in the open that you wouldn't usually pick up on. But they do it covertly, and it, like, communicates, hey, I'm with you guys. Like, mm-hmm. I'm with the bad guys, pretty much. And you can see it all throughout history. There's a painting of George Washington, and he's doing... It's called the Hidden Hand, one of the symbols. And it's basically you have one arm just regular, and your other arm you're concealing in your coat. So it's the Hidden Hand. And it's, like, a Freemasonic symbol, sign of the Master of the Second Veil, it's called. And then you see Karl Marx, the founder of communism, and the widespread portrait of him that's out. He's doing the hidden hand. Joseph Stalin is doing it in a picture. And then you see a whole bunch of different politicians, even in today's world, doing it. Yeah, like there's a, um, there's a video of Dr. Fauci. He's off to the side on the stage, and he quickly reaches his hand into his coat, takes it out just to show his allegiance. There's a picture of Ted Cruz doing it, the hidden hand. I'm sure you can find a bunch of pictures of yeah, different people you doing can it. But you can find videos, too, because I don't remember what politicians I've seen doing it, but I've seen, like, a lot. And it's almost like you can't even tell what they're doing. Like, it seems like they're just fixing their coat or something. Like, that's what you would think that they were doing. Well, I had seen all these pictures before, like the picture of Joseph Stalin and Karl Marx. 
I never paid attention to that aspect mm-hmm. of the picture. And then when I go back and look, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, that was there the entire time. And it was in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And you don't even think about it. You just think they're posing for a picture. Right, right. Because it's just so subtle that they're doing it. And then when you actually know, you're like, holy shit, they're doing this mm-hmm. right in front of our faces. And, like, they're communicating to their, I don't even cohorts. Yeah, to the their cult. Yeah, they're showing, like, their allegiance to their cult. So the next symbol that they do is this is like this isn't just uh, like politicians or like leaders and stuff. This is the the next symbol is like all musicians do. Well, it's a lot of pop culture people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the all seeing eye. So basically they cover one of their eyes with their hand to show, you know, the all seeing eye. Yeah, it's like the Freemasonic symbol. And it looks cool. Like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, that's Yeah, <laughs> I used cool. to do it. <laughs> and um, there's on the album cover for The Police, I think it's Zenyatta Mandata or something is the name of the album. The album cover is a triangle and all three of their faces are in the triangle, but half of their face is in shadow and the other half is the eye. Their eyes are facing like the light or whatever. That's like a lot of different album covers. Like you see it and you're like, and you know, like we said, we're like, oh, that's cool, you know. But then you know what they're actually communicating. There. Yeah. And it's a lot of um, the pop culture people are just like puppets though for it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not actually part of the agenda. They don't have any say or anything. They're just like distract the public for us. And we'll let you do these cool symbols. And well, and we'll give you fame and fortune, basically. Yeah. We'll make you like internationally famous. But yeah, they they cover one of their eyes or one of their eyes is in darkness. And you can see this. There's pictures, music videos, uh, like films and stuff. It's just whenever one of their eyes is in darkness or covered. And sometimes I'll see it and I'm like, I don't know if that's a coincidence or if they're actually doing it like in a movie. But sometimes it's almost like too obvious. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they must have had to think about that and they're doing it on purpose. Well, another hand symbol that, I mean, I've seen Lady Gaga do. And like I said, I used to do it when I was young, too, because, you know, you just, like, copy all these uh, musicians and stuff. Yeah, because you think they're cool. That's the whole point of them being made famous. Right. So people will follow them. Right. And another one is the 666 sign. You know, they hold the circle over their eye and the three fingers out. Yeah, it's like a perfect, perfect symbol, but it's actually 666, like the three sixes. So that's another uh, sign that they use. I see, like I said, Lady Gaga, I followed her when I was younger, and I thought it was super cool that she did that, so I would copy her and do it. And then another one, which is super subtle, is um, it's mostly pop culture people that have it, is the monarch, or just a butterfly symbolism. Yeah, so uh, they do it like through face paintings. They wear outfits. They put it in music videos. They have like butterflies on their uh and on their hands and pictures or around them and pictures and stuff like that or they'll have with the wings on yeah or on some clothing. of them have the like a butterfly tattooed onto them mm, yeah and that's it's a monarch butterfly butterfly specifically and it's drawing a parallel to the project monarch mk ultra program that the government i'm assuming it's an ongoing program because um there's a book, Transformation of America, Kathy O'Brien wrote, and she's a government whistleblower who survived the program. And it's basically compartmentalized 
mind control. Like people usually think mind control, like you have a remote control device, like some evil leader has a remote control device and they target a huge group of people and get them to do their bidding. But it's actually they target a lot of these people from childhood and that come from uh, traumatic upbringings, which is a major component of it. It has to be like physical trauma or psychological trauma. And they compartmentalize your mind by giving you deliberately um, multiple personality disorder. So it's like your mind is controlled by switching into these different personalities. Like Split, that's another thing that's in plain sight, a movie. The dude who's switching into all these different personalities and then there's the beast or whatever. They say that she cites a statistic in her book. I think it's like your strength can be amplified up to 40 times or something by certain uh, trauma. Like Okay, Split is definitely a, a movie that's I don't know if hidden. That's, yeah, I don't know if that's the actual number but she cites a statistic like that like you can be physically altered through this and i mean you should definitely read the book it's crazy because she just details her experience in the mk ultra project monarch program and like i said it's just they're compartmentalizing your mind to store secret messages they induce trauma upon you make you feel like there's nowhere for you to hide because there's a lot of high profile politicians that inflict the trauma upon you and when you have a like the president of the United States who's like abusing you, who are you going to run to? No one's going to go against the president. And if you do find someone who's going to go against the president, they're probably going to die before they even have a chance. And Disney Channel, uh, like Britney Spears, her whole meltdown and stuff, she was a victim of the MKUltra Project Monarch program. Really? Yeah. Like the I think it's the Mickey Mouse Club was like grooming kids for the MK Ultra program. What the hell? So everyone's like, oh, Britney Spears just went crazy. Like, she's crazy. No, she's a victim of a government mind control program. Wow. Yeah. Like, her trauma must have been triggered or some personality must have been triggered for her to go into that meltdown. Well, yeah, it's in plain sight in Stranger Things. If if anybody has watched it, um, you know that Eleven was taken by government people and then she was... um. They did testing on her and stuff, and then later in the season, spoiler alert if you didn't ever watch it, but um, her mom actually was a victim of MK Ultra um, because they probably didn't call it that in the show, though. Right? Yeah, but her mom was basically brain dead from them doing a whole bunch of testing on her, and then they took her child to do uh, different testing on Eleven. Yeah, because in Kathy O'Brien's book. She talks about, she's pretty much like, um, well, she's mind controlled. Like, she doesn't have a mind of her own at one point. And she goes through, like, intense trauma. Like, I won't even get into it because it's not very appropriate for the podcast. But I definitely recommend you read her book. But they, like, after they'll give you a specific message that you're supposed to pass on, they'll, like, shock you with either a taser or just, like, high voltage shocks to compartmentalize it in your mind. So you don't, like, actively remember it. And then, like, when you go to deliver the message, someone can trigger it by saying a certain code word. And she said, um, in her book, she says that from childhood, she was brought up to different things that were supposed to activate the mind control. Like, she was only allowed to watch Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz and stuff. And then throughout her mind control days, they would use 
symbolism or words from those movies. And then her daughter, Kelly, which is kind of like the whole Stranger Things thing, is born and brought up in the program, which Kathy O'Brien survived, and so mm-hmm. did Kelly, which isn't exactly the same as Stranger Things, but that's just like... Well, yeah, they did both survive, but her mom, she had to find her mom because she had no idea who it was because the government uh, was doing testing on her and actually raised her. Yeah, so, like, if you're born into this, you're pretty much screwed unless someone comes and saves you because it's just, like, generations upon generations of... That's why you see all these celebrities interbreeding Mm -hmm. only within Hollywood Mm -hmm. and politicians, like, only with one another because what kind of outsider is going to go for that yeah (laughs) so going off of how they talked about this in stranger things or addressed it in stranger things is predictive programming which they put out i don't know if it's the government itself like tells people well they must because the government must disseminate certain things to hollywood that they want done like they'll be like hey we need to prepare the people for this specific scenario or we want people to think this way about something so make a movie about this because hollywood is pretty much controlled by the government it's basically just propaganda so there's a lot of predictive programming but it's actually just programming approved by the government it's basically foreshadowing what's to come yeah it's like not even really foreshadowing it's like here's what's coming Mm -hmm. they just tell you right right and one example of this is uh the stand it's a Stephen King, it, at first it was a book by Stephen King. They adapted it into like a miniseries. I don't know what year it was, probably like the 90s. But if you read the plot of this, tell me if this sounds familiar or not. Uh, okay, so it came out in 1990, and then I'm reading here. An extremely contagious and lethal strain of influenza is developed as a biological weapon in a secret U.S. Department of Defense laboratory in Northern California. It is estimated to be 99.4% fatal. Um, hmm. Weaponized influenza by the U.S. government? I don't know. Does that sound familiar at all? And this came out in 1990. And if you watch the actual... I didn't watch it. You watched it. I just Mm kind of like walked by while you were watching it there they have people in masks like it's like the n95 masks right and the surgical masks Mm -hmm. and they have people going to your door wearing a mask and they cart people away to the fema camps because of the deadly outbreak i mean as soon as i started watching it i was just like wow (laughs) this is exactly what's going on right now it was like 20 not even like 10 minutes into the movie i was like this is exactly like me and my dad kept looking at each other and just being like shaking our heads because we're like wow except in the in the movie it's actually deadly the virus that they release it's 99.4 percent fatal whereas in real life it's like 99 percent recovery rate if you do happen to get it yeah another movie that portrays what's going on right now like with the pandemic is uh cabin fever patient zero it was released in 2014 and it's about a doctor who created a deadly virus that leaks through the ocean. And then it ultimately creates uh, a massive scale outbreak uh, on a global like pandemic or it make it makes a global pandemic. Yeah. So they're like. And you can find countless movies about the like a huge outbreak. Like mm-hmm. there was contagion, which is like. 
over the years, it psychologically prepares you for something like that to happen. There's so, Yeah, there's so many different movies. Yeah, and it's like, just like the whole alien thing that we talked about mm-hmm. in the last episode, it's like they psychologically prepare you and they construe it in a certain way. So they're like, in these movies, it's like, oh, it's a super deadly virus that got released. You have to listen to the government to survive. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you're already conditioned to believe that it's super deadly. So when it actually happens, you're like, oh my gosh, this is super deadly. But We have to listen to the government. They know what they're talking about. Yeah, uh, just like the movies I've seen. The government knows what <laughs> yeah. they're doing. They're going <laughs> to save the day. And another thing, like uh, this isn't really predictive programming, but just like shaping your perceptions by TV is the kooks in different like sitcoms and stuff. Yeah, it's right. like, oh, look, this kooky guy. He's a conspiracy theorist. Like Seinfeld Kramer. Mm-hmm. Kramer is like, obviously Kramer is some kooky neighbor guy. And he's always talking about conspiracy theories. So you see someone like that, you're like, oh, look at him. He's just a crazy kook. And then you see someone in real life and they're, you're like, oh, he's just a crazy kook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even those conspiracy theories. I uh, Kramer will always say stuff, and I'll have to go back and I like send a snap to Riley because I'm like, look at what he's saying, and everybody like they portray him as this crazy character, but he's yeah. actually like saying a whole bunch of true stuff. Oh, the, what does he say? Like the hospitals, Jerry, they're out to get your money. Yeah, he talks about how the TV brainwashes you. Yeah, he says all the stuff that's true, and then that, holistic like, can be doctors by scientific studies and documents and stuff, but. Oh, it's Kramer saying it. He's just a crazy guy. Yeah, he talks about like different um like holistic doctors and how like like you said, like the hospitals are like I don't even know exactly what he said, but basically like holistic doctors are the way to go and then it's just like, Oh, he's some crazy guy. Like, yeah, it's just some crazy guy. And then in the one episode where George goes to see the holistic doctor, he has like a severe adverse reaction to the treatment. So it's like deterring people from doing that. It's like Oh, mm-hmm. this is why I just trust whatever my doctor tells me. You right. know, I'm not going to go to those alternative guys. So I turn purple like George <laughs> from Seinfeld, which is absolutely ridiculous when you actually think about it. It's like you're letting your TV shape your perception. But that's what Kramer said. Right. Exactly. So the TV's brainwashing. Right. Me, so. Yeah. In the episode, he actually gets rid of his TV because it is brainwashed. And then he goes to Jerry's yeah, house. But then he goes to Jerry's, to Jerry's to house. But. Good show. Good show. You should definitely watch uh, Seinfeld, but don't let it shape your perception. Right. <laughs> know that Kramer is actually spitting facts. So uh, going back to Cabin Fever, Patient Zero, the end of the movie, um, someone actually goes, like, they actually say this. They said, do you know what the next phase of this virus is? And, I mean, we had phases in... Yeah, what's the next phase of the virus? It's either... You could skin it one of two ways it's like do you know what the next variant is or you could just take it literally the next phase which like we had like the lockdown no 14 days to slow the spread was the first phase like lockdown and then it was face masks and then it was this that right we had to open our stores in different phases it was like uh the big corporation stores could open first well they were kind of they were always open. open. Yeah. How does that even make sense? They have larger capacities. Right. And they're allowed to stay open. Right. But then it was like a f- the phases like, oh, little mom and pop shops can open. Restaurants can open. This one can open. So it's yeah, but like. Of course, the mom and pops and stuff didn't open until way later. Well, and half of them didn't even reopen because COVID totally destroyed their business. Yep. 
the whole lockdown situation, like it destroyed so many different businesses. Sorry, you can only shop at giant corporations and Amazon now. Right, I know. So yeah, that uh, they said in the movie, do you know what the next phase of the virus is? And we had different phases. And this was in 2014 that they released this. So, and then at the end of the movie, um, it's shown that the virus, the deadly virus that leaked in the ocean, traced back to a mouse. And I feel like every, yeah, just like the bat. Yeah. That <laughs> I feel like every um, movie that they have, too, about a virus outbreak, it always comes from a lab, mm-hmm. which it came from a lab. Mm-hmm. But uh, somehow people believe certain aspects of the movie, but they don't believe that it came from a lab. Right. And in uh, The Stand, it comes from a, a government facility. Yeah, it literally comes from the Department of <laughs> Defense. Like, what? What? It's They're telling you what they did. Right. Like, they're admitting it through these movies. And the last movie that you would never expect for them to be actually telling you what they're doing is Monsters, Inc. It appears so innocent on its surface, Monsters, Inc. Because it's a, it's a Disney movie. Like It's a kid's movie. It's you're fun. You're not going to look into a Disney movie. It's like you just go and watch it and it's for kids. But first of all, they have in the logo, they have the all-seeing eye. And then in the movie itself, they have the all-seeing eye, Mike Wazowski great character but like you're an all-seeing eye and you have devil horns like okay why did you have to give the character devil horns what he could have just been a green round ball that's an eye (laughs) like you had to add the devil horns that was obviously done deliberately like there's no way that made it through multiple phases of the character design no one was like hey why don't you take those off it must have been like no we're keeping those devil horns on them Mm -hmm. and he's an all-seeing eye so it's like the two of those <laughs> Double elements. whammy. Yeah, it's the two elements put together. And the point of the movie is that the monsters enter into the human realm. They do it through dimensions, too. So it's like the lower fourth dimension reptilian manipulators. They're entering into our dimension. And the monsters in the movie, they harvest the fear of humans for their energy. And that's what the reptilian global elites are doing they're manipulating humanity from the lower fourth dimension and they're feeding off of our fear and they're instilling fear into us so they can feed off of it to energize themselves and uh, yeah that's basically it they're and they say in monsters inc monsters inc is the perfect example of it they enter into our realm through dimensions i guess because it's like the doors and they hop into the human dimension and um they feed off of human fear. That's their energy. Well, in Monsters, Inc. 2, they feed off the fear of children. And in today's world, they're like brainwashing and manipulating and going after children. Yeah. Targeting kids now with right. their inoculation. And that, But at the end of Monsters, Inc., it has a happy ending because they discover that instead of making children fear them, they can actually love produces like laughter, which is love essentially produces the same effect of the energy but in a better way so it's like the dichotomy there you could either there's good and there's evil and you can achieve the same end either way but it's like do you want to do it by making people scared of and injecting them with poison and killing them and sacrificing them to lucifer or are you going to do it by 
love and vibrating on the frequencies of love and and tapping and tuning into yourself and just really knowing that love ultimately defeats all yeah the oneness energy it's like monsters inc there it is Mm -hmm. the perfect symbolism of society and when was that released early 2000s 2003 i want to say something like that so go watch monsters inc again (laughs) go look at the pictures of all the historical figures again every time you see all these you'll see these symbols all over the place now because like once you see it you can't unsee it Mm mm-hmm I mean, I, I go to buy, like, something in Forever 21 and it has a piece on it. And I was like, oh, this is so cute, but just, you I to, can't. You like, flip it around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the peace sign is, like, the biggest one because it's the most innocent thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, uh, the group consensus, I guess, around the peace sign is that's a good sign. That's a peace sign. But then when you actually know, it's just, like, painful because, mm-hmm. like, your intentions are good, but, like, no, that's means absolute death like and you don't even know so when you see it on our merch know that we're not devil worshippers we're, we're not, actually <laughs> we're not inverting it we're actually doing it the right yeah. way because it's already inverted so yeah predictive programming just know that they're disseminating the information before it actually happens through hollywood just like well we could talk about one last movie that just came out that's pure propaganda don't look up mm-hmm. i didn't even watch it because i just heard it was a propaganda movie you watched it though. Yeah, because everybody was like, oh my God, it's so good. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me watch it. And then the whole time I'm pausing it and taking notes about how it's exactly what's going on t- in today's world. I'm like, they literally just took the virus and the, the vaccines and stuff and flipped it into a comet hitting Earth. From what I've seen in the trailer and stuff, it basically looks like, oh, look at all these anti-science conspiracy retards who don't think there's actually a comet hitting the Earth. Oh, you guys are so dumb and you're going to die because you're dumb and you deserve it. That's basically the gist that I got from it, from the trailers and stuff and from what I've heard about it. Yeah. And it, it's like the government is basically just putting off what they're trying to tell them. And then once it fits into the government's agenda, that's when they start releasing it to the public. Um, Which is literally so fucking stupid, because if there was a giant meteor that was going to hit the earth, I'm pretty sure everyone would be like, guys, we need to take care of this meteor. Well, at the end, they all realize that the meteor is about to hit the Earth, and they start uniting then, and um, it's too late. Well, spoiler alert, if you guys didn't watch it yet, spoiler alert, um, at the end, the comet hits Earth, but guess what? The government, which aka the elite, go to a different planet, so they survive. Oh, by the way, it's all Donald Trump's fault because he ignored our warnings about the coronavirus, but the coronavirus is a meteor in this movie. Yeah, because the the president in the movie um, apparently represents Donald Trump, but at the end... Who is the president in the movie? It's some lady. Isn't it? Um, I don't even know. She's like the major cult asset with the Robert De Niro lover lady. Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep Yeah, That's her, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's her. And she's like, you could just tell she's a complete phony fraud. They have all the the big players in the, the agenda in the movie. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, who flies his jet to the climate conferences. And then who else? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in it. 
I don't know. Okay. There's this weird guy that literally reminded me of Bur- um uh what's his name? What's our Joe president? Biden. Yeah, what's our what's our president's name? I forgot his name. Um, yeah, that reminded me of Joe Biden. And I literally wrote notes. And then when I went to play the movie, he sniffed the girl's hair. <laughs> Who was he? Was he president or? No, he was a uh, big corporation, uh, cellular. So it coincides with uh 5G and oh the God. COVID rollout. Yeah. So complete propaganda movie. Uh, probably a piece of garbage. What was your What's your consensus on the movie? Well, everybody was telling me that it was a good movie. It was a good movie, so I watched it. But the way I look at it is totally different from everybody else. So I mean, yeah, if but what's I, your rating? It was a good movie. If I didn't look at it the way I did, like I couldn't enjoy it because I it was literally what well, I could see right through the narrative of the whole entire movie. Yeah, Orange Man bad narrative. So I literally couldn't even enjoy the movie because I kept pausing it to write down more notes of how it is literally what's going on right now. So if you want to watch a good movie about a meteor about to hit the Earth, go watch Armageddon. Um, that's about it for this episode. So just remember. Do your own research. You can confirm whatever we're saying. You're not going to be able to unsee a lot of the stuff once you see it that we've said in this episode. Like we always say, if you find more information, definitely let us know. DM us. Get a hold of us. Yeah, so that's about it. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys.